0: Okay, I can't do it anymore. Welcome to From the Deep. I am Mike the Finder, and with me, as always, is my buddy Mimsy Park. I, I should say the the, the over Christmased version of Mimsy Park, I guess, is. I
1: love Christmas. It's you do have a lot going on there. I do. You should <laughs> see my living room. It's 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 like Santa got blown up with dynamite in my living room.
0: Um, yeah, I. I've got nothing. All of my Christmas stuff is packed up still, so I still look like. I mean, that's fair. I, I still look like. I don't know. It kind of looks like Halloween in here still.
1: I w- Well, it, <laughs> it always looks like Halloween. Yeah. That's at probably the type of places true. you live in. Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know. I haven't talked about this yet, but I got this super cool thing, and I really think it just ties the whole room together. This is a. Michael Myers rug. Oh,
1: that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It it's really, pretty out right now, but that thing is pretty cool. Yeah. Looking.
0: I, I really think it really ties everything I've got going on back here. Um, so
1: anyway, the wall ogore. Gore.
0: Yeah, exactly. All, everything you see behind me is, I, I, this is ridiculous for the audio listeners, but by the way, we have audio listeners. I guess I, we should go into that first and foremost, but for the audio oh, yeah. listeners, my behind me, is all horror and everything behind me is horror related. Literally everything. Yep. So, yep. Um, um,
1: meanwhile, Disney.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you're all Disney behind you. Wow. I didn't even notice that it is it's, all it, it's Disney,
1: Disney, Disney horror. And then it gets into like sci-fi down <laughs> uh, uh, here. <laughs> so, but
0: yeah. so, Again, going back into the audio thing, uh, we are finally up on Spotify and Stitcher and other podcatchers like that. iTunes. I think we got approved for iTunes, didn't we? Um,
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All all of the major ones. The last hang up was Stitcher. And And we got that uh, figured out, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we finally got that figured out. So yeah, all the major ones.
0: So from here on out, all of our podcasts will also be available on any of those. The one I suggest is Spotify just because it is the easiest to find us. That's true. Um, All you got to do is type in From the Deep on Spotify or Stitcher or any of that, and we should come up. The title card you saw at the beginning of this video, the From the Deep, the the black and white thing, you will see that. That is our logo on all of the... I guess they're podcatchers. I sound like I'm from 2014 when I say that, I think, but, but I guess they're podcatchers. Streaming um, services. They're just streaming, streaming, okay, streaming services yes, now. That, okay. That's much more modern. Yes. So anyway, we are finally up on audio. Uh, we've been meaning to get around to that for four or five months, I think at this point. But yeah.
1: Well, we, we happened. had a ta- we had attempted to do it, and yeah. we were trying to do it, like, all manually by ourselves. Yeah. And uh, I have never had... I like to think of myself as a pretty tech-savvy individual. Um, same. But same. Setting up a podcast on your own was the biggest pain in the butt I've ever had as far as, like, trying to set something up online.
0: I think it's because it's so scattered. Like, you have to be in a couple different places... And we finally figured out a way to get all of those things. I think that's how we did it. We got, we got an RSS feed for everything yeah. to read from that one place.
1: Basically, automated it. Um,
0: yeah. So, and it's you know we've done a podcast before, but there was a third mic on that, and he was taking care of literally all of the editing, the uploading, I miss him now. everything. I know, Jason, if you're listening to this we had no idea everything that you were doing behind the scenes on that because now we're doing it and it is a, we're huge grateful yeah. and we're
1: sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, we are finally up on audio. So that's good. As far as that goes um, mm-hmm. now, it's been a couple weeks. I think since we've done one of these, what have you been yeah. doing on your channel and all of that good stuff?
1: My channel, I've got to put something up on my channel. It's actually been a minute since I put anything up on my channel. I was going to do a review, and then I went and I set everything up. And then I just went, I don't have the focus and the energy that I need to do a good entertaining episode. Yeah. And then I think think part of it is
0: the type of video that you're doing is edit heavy. So,
1: well, it's yes, it, it, it that you know what you're actually I've I not thought about that, but yeah, I think you're right. I think a big part of it is that it is edit heavy, um, especially since I am trying to incorporate more of a, a more production value in it, as far yeah. and, and not like anything major, but just as far as like where the cuts are, uh, zoom in and zoom out, uh, just like on screen effects, stuff like that. Yeah. And so, uh, and the movie I'm going to actually review next is Mulan. And that one. The live action one? Uh huh. And that one is gonna take focus and energy. So. We should mention here, put that in context a little bit. You have a,
0: um, is, I guess it's a series that you're reviewing and going through every single live action Disney remake, right? It's,
1: it's not its own separate series, but it's actually what kicked off me changing the review series to Manic Movie Reviews. Okay. Because I have such a fervent hatred for the live action movies that it like it, it, it was this whole like I'm coming off as this insane person when I'm not actually mad at movies this often so I was like okay I'll call it Manic Movie Reviews it'll make it a thing rather than just some angry every other angry guy on YouTube and yeah. so it kind of like helps kind of smooth the edges of why because if you go watch them I should probably put them in their own little group actually like I was going to ask do links. you
0: have not manic movie reviews is that a thing that you do as well
1: yeah well no they all go under manic movie reviews like they all go under that um because now it's turned into this whole like okay if i start screaming there's a reason and it's expected (laughs) at this point it's not just (laughs) oh what happened but no like i've been trying to do more movies that i actually enjoy and can talk about why I enjoyed them so much. Lost City of Z was a great example. It's a longer episode, but I find when I do the ones that I actually liked, I have more to talk about. Yeah. Simply because I have, there's more relatability to the characters. Well, that, I, that didn't happen in Mulan. But I have that found does happen.
0: the better my, how do I say this? My better movie reviews are the ones mm-hmm. where I'm not tearing stuff apart. So, right. And, and I don't know if that's just because I have more to say about it when I like it more or if it's because I – half of it I think is always in the back of my mind is this is someone else's art and, and just tearing it up for no reason is –
1: I, I, that's how I am I I, sort I of do, gone. I at do it. see that point. By the way, these 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 are coming off. You were completely right. It's compl- very uncomfortable. Those are coming off. <laughs> he was wearing a
0: he was wearing a Christmas light headband that had to come. Yeah, I knew that was uh, going to be uncomfortable with the headphones after uh, a while. Felt, <laughs> it,
1: it, it felt like the uh, what is it the cerebral machine that Professor X has. <laughs> I imagine that's what it feels like. <laughs> That was terrible. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry to get off track like that. I think there's a I, I think there's a fine line between tearing it apart unjustifiably and just giving your opinion on the matter. Um, and I think yeah. it's really easy to cross that line. I've it's crossed true. that line many, many times myself. But I also think it depends on like what it is you're quote unquote tearing apart simply because it's, if if I'm tearing apart a Disney live action movie, I don't feel one iota of guilt of talking about how god-awful it is and how much I hate it, because they're all just (laughs) terrible cash grabs. And so I don't feel bad about that, but at the same time, I've even said in those reviews, like, there was this part that I liked about it, and I did like this about it, so it's like... You can still hate something and go, but this was good. And I don't think that's a, I don't know. Well, I, yeah, I think you're right because part
0: of it is Disney is this giant faceless corporation. uh, So there's a lot less, the odds of somebody that was involved in that of seeing it is a lot lower than if you're doing a B level horror movie from last year where, where the guy has sent out copies himself and stuff like that. Um,
1: it, can you imagine the anxiety of showing one of your films at a festival where you have to sit well, amongst the crowd? Yeah, exactly. And that sounds and it's something I would love to do one day. But it is a horrifying thought. We've
0: we've talked about this. I, I had someone on Twitter, which, by the way, at Mike Finder on Twitter, you can find that link down below. Um, I had somebody Selfless on Twitter. Plug. I know. I, how, how else am I going to make that happen ever? Because I never bring it up ever because it's Twitter and I don't That's care true. for it that much. Right. Nobody but cares about Twitter no. anymore. Um, so anyway, somebody on Twitter actually offered a review copy of a movie. And I put that to bed immediately by asking, hey, are you still cool with this? If I don't like it, are you still cool right. with me making the review? And it was dead silence from the other end. So You didn't
1: get anything from I didn't them? get
0: anything back from them. Um, so I, I think those guys, I will word it differently next time when somebody asks me to do a review of something, I will either keep my mouth shut and just watch it and do the review I'm going to, re- I'm going to do. Just,
1: just ask if they want an unbiased review, but that's just, a- just that's, ask if, if I think you I, can do I, the problem an unbiased I,
0: review. Yeah. I, I worded it poorly, I think, um, before they even gave me the copy. So that was part of it. But the, the other part of it is, is nobody wants to see their art torn apart. And when you're when you're talking about a smaller B movie that 120 people worked on or something, right. It's a lot different than tearing apart Mulan the live action remake. That's from true big faceless corp You know what I mean That's
1: true well, again That's where I think It's all a matter In how you You can convey The same information In different ways yeah. Like if you want If you want to go For a certain vibe Of you know Just be Whether it be For entertainment purposes Or because you're Actually a jackass right. Yeah If you want to come at it From that angle You can do that But you can also Send that same exact Message across As this is a good effort Or this is a good First effort Or I can yeah. And yeah. See what they were going for. Like, if you it that way, now it's more of a critique as far as you recognize the value in what was done versus well, just going.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I also think that that's sort of your thing too. So, that's that's the other part of this is you. When you started doing movie reviews, it's been about a year, I think now, right? Is that is that right? Because it's been oh, it's been a little so, yeah. over a year since we moved out of the house. Yeah. Um, so it's been about a year for you making movie reviews. I think. Yeah. Um, when you yeah, started and, and doing that, that was your whole thing. Like you were and mad I didn't, about well, that movies was the thing
1: though. Yeah. It was. It was all about entertainment at that point because right. I didn't really know. Like I knew what I liked, but I didn't know why I liked it, kind of thing. And so. Then it was more like this. Honest, like I was pr- on purpose watching movies that I knew I could go off about. Yeah. And then I started really thinking about it. I was like, okay, think about this in the context of a playlist, where it's just like, oh, he's gonna yell about this one. He's gonna yell about this one. I want somebody to watch it and go, okay, I want to watch this because I want to see what he has to say about it. Not, not is this the one that he has a heart attack in
0: yeah i think you're right binge watching a channel where he's just screaming about different things is
1: it's just it's just it would be tedious after a while yeah yeah it's just it well and it's just angry nonsense i think a lot a lot of that was more just going do i really want to put just straight negativity onto youtube like it's one thing to be like to like critique stuff And like, if you do it every now and then it's like, okay, yeah, he's, he's going off for like entertainment, but at a certain point it's like, Oh, he's just angry about movies.
0: Yeah. That's so when I was doing my video game thing where I was yelling about video games, I had a couple videos that did really well and I had to go through sort of the same thing where it was, I had to evaluate, is this the sort of thing I want to put into the world? of right. me just being angry about a thing all the time. And yeah, well, I think I, especially especially you want to be taken seriously. Well, and especially on YouTube, there's like tons and tons and tons of guys that just yell about video games, and they're right. huge because they're serving the audience. So that's that's right. one thing. But the other side of it is you really have to kind of look at – is this something I want to put out into the world? Like my, is my negativity being put into the world going to serve anything other than me getting subscribers? And right. I think that's, that's the difference is you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make what you want, man. And if you're not happy yeah. making angry stuff about movies, then yeah,
1: man, well, that's why, yeah, well, yeah, well, and that's what, that, but that's what I liked. I like about your movie reviews is it's like, it's, it, it's a fairly concise, level-headed review right and it's one of those things where like just the the the, the more you do it the more like fine-tuned it gets and so yeah. I feel like by starting on that platform of just dissection for the sake of uh dissecting the creativity yeah that's one thing whereas where like I had to go through this whole thing of like okay how do I how do I maneuver into Be Doing angry movie or that's what it started out as angry movie reviews. That's what it started out as and then I was like Okay, that just that sounds like my whole goal is I'm pissed and angry and I want the world to know why I'm pissed and angry Yeah, but anyway, I digress My whole point is at a certain point like you said is that what you want to be putting out there? And I think a lot of it too is do you want to be taken seriously? Like, do you, like, depending on what you're doing, depending on what you're doing, 100%. gaming is one thing. And I thing. think
0: being video, being angry about video games is sort of that, that is that crowd. Right. Film people are not like that. And, and so like, I, I've, this is, it's weird. We're getting you onto this cause I hadn't, in. I hadn't anticipated talking about this today, but it's something that I've been trying to take a little more seriously is, is being a critic And Mm -hmm. and and trying to go about this in a more professional way than I was doing an event initially Um, and trying to sort of dig deeper into why professional film critics do things the way they do them. And sort of like, you know, trying to get deeper into this whole thing and and more into the mindset of somebody who watches something to critique it. And right. I have to, I've told you personally, not, not on a podcast before, but a thing that sticks into my mind very heavily. So I saw an interview with Rob Zombie one time, and he said something that stuck into my head, which was people online think that being a critic is hating everything. And I tried right. initially right off the bat with Rambo, which was my first movie review, um, to not hate everything just to hate everything. And I think in the long term, I do think I can be taken a little more seriously as somebody who is a critic of film and not just a hater of popular culture and big blockbuster movies and stuff like that. Indie movie. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing is doing movie reviews has taught me is to keep a little bit more of an open mind when I'm watching something, than immediately making a split decision on, I'm going to like, or hate that. Because if you're trying to make a review about something you've never seen before, you kind of have to watch it in that way, rather than some biased un. You know, something that got into your head because somebody said a thing on a board one time about it or something. You know what I mean?
1: Well, that's why I don't. That's why I don't read reviews before I go and actually watch the movie. Because that has been an
0: important thing for me too. Yeah.
1: The the only time I'll start doing that is when I start having like a really negative reaction to a movie. I'll go check the ratings. And it's almost like this weird kind of like self-justification where I'm sitting there going like, okay, I just want to see if someone else also hated this movie. Oh, it has two out of five stars. Okay, I'll keep watching. So because I do because the, exa- I like I do the exact same ne- thing. Do you? Okay, because yeah. I'm sitting there going, okay, if I'm hating it, I want to make sure that it was at least kind of a, uh, a an average reaction was my reaction, because then yeah. I can gauge whether or not I'm watching this from an unbiased point of view. And I have to kind of... now. I'll keep watching. It's not like I'll stop it and come back. I'll watch it, but then I'll at least go back through my notes kind of objectively and go, okay, that's what I was talking about, and tweak it a little before I go and actually do the episode. what I do
0: is I I, I also do that, but sort of in a different way. Um, I won't look at anything until I have filmed the review. Even if I haven't put the whole thing together or anything yet, I won't look at anything because I don't want any other things in my head of right of what anyone else has said about it to to seep in there so that's that's the only thing i do differently i do look at reviews and stuff like that after i have filmed it and and just to kind of see where i'm sitting where everybody else versus where everybody else is sitting and mm. it's weird i use letterboxd a lot for this by the way the description can be found down there down there right down there under the video um <laughs> And I, I don't know, are you are you using Letterboxd yet or no? Not at all. No? Okay. Um Not anyway, I use Letterboxd I, I, for this as well. And it's interesting because the last podcast we did, I will link it up in the top left corner there right now. Um, we talked about Ghost World. And mm-hmm. talk about a divisive movie on Letterboxd. That movie mm-hmm. is people either really hate it or really love it. There is very few it's like I could see there's that there's a rating graph on Letterboxd of like total how many people have graded it or rated it rather. Um, And so you can see from zero to 10 and it sort of does one of these things. (laughs) Like it dips down in the middle and is high on one and high on 10. So,
1: I mean, I, 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 I can see that. We we, we won't get into ghost world, but I can see how that would be a pretty, a pretty divisive movie. Mm -hmm. However, as far as getting into movies, I think we should uh, get into one of our big surprises for this episode. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: um, as you can tell from the title of this video, we're talking about Christmas stuff this month, um, this month, this week, this is so not consistent that it, I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, no. but we're t- this episode, we're talking about Christmas going on. dang yeah. well, it. And that's why we don't do it consistently because you know, it's, it's hard to sit down for an hour and a half to two hours to do this. Every single week, so I um, edit for
1: a living. I think that's the other reason why YouTube's so hard sometimes.
0: Well, yeah, and that's one of the reasons I don't do that for a living is because I like I like doing YouTube, and I know how how oh, all that works. Oh, you
1: need to hire someone. If anybody out there can hear this and you want to make twenty dollars an hour, you can edit my videos <laughs> for me.
0: So one of the things we're going to be talking about today is our top five Christmas movies.
1: Now I'm very excited about this. I, I, I don't know if you can tell from the this video. This
0: Hang on. Before we get into okay. this, okay. okay. before we get into this, we're not talking about horror movies. I could make a, no. a list of 20 films of Christmas horror movies that I love. Probably more than some of the stuff that I, that we're going to be talking about today, but that's not what we're going to be talking about. This is straight Christmas movies, kids, movies, yep. family movies, Christmas stuff. So, I, and I know you are really, really into Christmas movies.
1: Uh, I love, Christmas movies. I love Christmas in general. Um, it's it's just it's 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 the pageantry behind it. Really, when you boil it down, I actually probably like Christmas for all of the reasons you're not supposed to like Christmas, which is the pageantry. <laughs> I mean, like the, the 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 lights, the tinsel, the music, the movies. That's and the stuff yeah, I like. About I'll it say too. it. Yeah. I like the presents. I like the presents, <laughs> and I think it's okay. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I like Christmas too. It's a far second behind Halloween, but. It's, um, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely the second best holiday as far as I'm concerned.
1: (laughs) I, see, I, I, I like to pretend because I walk through life in my own world and I, I like to pretend that everybody's like a little bit better around the Christmas holiday. No. I know that. I know that. That's also built up after working in restaurants where people are better inside the restaurant, but not outside the restaurant. (laughs) Well, with that being said. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I think a lot of it is Disney too.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say is you fill your head with a bunch of Christmas tales. Of course, that's what's going to happen. Your your right. eyes are going to get real big and, and you're going to start acting like elf. But, right. okay, for now, what we're going to do is we're going to be talking about our top five Christmas movies. And we're going to be doing that in order. So, we're just going to go back and forth here. My number five is going to be. A Charlie Brown Christmas. Now, oh, that's
1: a good one. This is. I only have that on VHS.
0: This is one of those things. This is also on on 4K, by the way, and I'm sure it looks. I've got the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown on 4K, and it looks bananas. So, I bet this looks really good on there too.
1: 480s so. where it's at, bro.
0: <laughs> but a Charlie Brown Christmas is one of those one of those movies that was on every single year. Yeah like while I was growing up and there it was no is. sort just of cable it.
1: anymore. That's yeah,
0: that's fair. And I have watched this twice already. So full disclosure there. Um, and it's, you know, wh- I don't even know what today is. Today's the 16th, the day we're recording this. So, you know, I, I guess it, people have been into the holiday spirit. I know you have for the better part of a month. Um, yeah, I don't usually yeah. get into the holiday spirit until around now, like the middle of, of December for me. So, Right around the middle of December, I start watching a ton of Christmas movies, and this is always the first one, always because really? it's a classic. Yes. Yeah. Do you, I, I? don't know if you have this. Do you have the same memories attached to this as I do?
1: Uh, I don't have uh, not not that much. Um, that actually those those mem those types of memories are attached to most mostly uh, my number one pick actually. Okay, but, that's fair. Um, I. Have seen that movie many, many, many times. I too have already watched it for the Christmas season. I, I absolutely have. I love that movie. It, it, like you said, it's it's a total classic. Yeah. Because I feel like every every voice actor in Charlie Brown is so deadpan. Every one of them. The way everything is delivered is so... It's like if... It's like if... What was it? Something Schultz? uh, John Schultz? Charles Schultz. Charles Schultz. If Charles... Charles Schultz. Charles Schultz. It's just water, I swear. If he made Eeyore, I feel like that's how the delivery... Of all the characters in Charlie Brown. That is definitely part
0: of its charisma is the weird vibe that everything has. And for me, I really only watch Charlie Brown on Halloween and Christmas. So every time I see it, it also puts me into that mood. So I think you combine that with the weird deadpan monotone acting that everyone has mixed with the incredible music and just the weird vibe in general that it has it re I don't know it really gets me into the Christmas spirit every single time. Every single time. I mean it's a time. good
1: one. It's a good one for sure. So no no no, no. Okay, so I guess my so, yeah, number
0: 5. You're your number 5. My number 5 are is we, Christmas. So that's how
1: we're going to do this. We're going to go back and forth like yeah. this. So my number 5 is Home Alone. <laughs> that's a good one this is my th- th- this is my number five and i gotta say i'm still not sure i did these in the right order so i feel like i feel like that should be put out there but i i, I watch so many of these like, like like they're at least playing in the background at all times uh until i get new speakers for my record player where i have 1950 style vinyls of christmas music yeah i've and got a ton I'll- of
0: christmas jazz and stuff packed away that i am really missing this year
1: And if that doesn't make you want an old Buick in the driveway, I don't know (laughs) what will. But
0: But no, no, Home Alone's a great
1: pick. It's a great pick. This is one that I've just, I mean, I've I've watched this since I was a kid. Me too. And it's just one that I've watched over and over again. It's just, it's honestly, this year I was watching and I was like, this is just good storytelling. Yeah. This is just, it's written so well. I, it really, like the way yeah. the story arcs go and the acts actually blend into one another, it's like this is actually really well done. And well, it's, it's a still, John Hughes movie. So, yeah, I
0: mean, he's yeah, well, arguably so is another one movie. of the.
1: Uh, what, say what? So is something else we're going to talk about later.
0: Well, that, yeah, we'll get into that. Um, but John Hughes, especially mid to late 80s, and, and I think Home Alone was what, like 92? Does that that ninety four, right? I 93, think 94, somewhere yeah, in there, something like that. He was still pr- at, kind of at the top of his game whenever he, this was made. And, yeah, that's true. And I think that it is arguably one of the greatest Christmas movies ever made.
1: It, not even as far as it being iconic, but I mean, as far as it being a good movie. Yeah. And then you put the Christmas aspect onto it. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 one of the best Christmas movies ever made.
0: And I think that. Um, you uni- know it's one of the few that is universally loved i don't yeah. think i've ever met anybody that has been like Homeland sucks you could take that and put it in your <laughs> pipe and smoke it home alone sucks
1: like not anybody that i would continue talking to exactly anyway.
0: like i don't i, I I really don't think I've ever met anybody that dislikes that movie. And for people, Mark, have you watched home alone? Get out of my presence. Well, people our age, we grew up with this movie. I had that movie. I had that movie on VHS and the Pepsi commercial that played in front of that VHS is burned into my memory for (laughs) all time. I watched that movie so many times, and even the commercials beforehand were burned into my brain, and <laughs> and that was that I, I've still got that tape somewhere. It's so worn out because I just watched it over and over, even when it wasn't Christmas. When I was a kid, that was just one of my favorite movies. Well, so, that's
1: the that that that's the appeal of tape, Mike. Well,
0: I mean, yeah, <laughs> that it's limited and will eventually break down and be no good. Yeah, you're right. That is. <laughs> How great, great format. Okay. Nothing lasts forever. Especially tapes. Um, Number four four for me is going to be Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Nice. Um, Very nice. This is Rankin Bass, I think is what they're called. Is that right? Um, They did so many of those, like Little Drummer Boy. um, What are some of the others? I'm blanking on some of the others. Uh, Santa Comes to Town. Frosty frosty Um, uh, so so many so many and if i'm only going to pick one from that whole rank and base thing it's got to be rudolph
1: yep i agree with that completely
0: this is one of those ones that was played on like abc or nbc or something every single year and you could just multiple times throughout the day and you just can't get away from it like it's one of those movies like a Christmas story is like Charlie Brown. Christmas is, it's just one of those movies that is a absolute classic. And it's also got a really weird vibe, especially with the weirdo claymation. Yeah. The voice acting is really cool and odd. And it's just got all of the pieces just fit together so well for it to just the voice acting is good. Yeah, it is. It's really good.
1: Actually, it's, it, it, especially if you go watch, like I don't know if you've watched the cartoon of Frosty the Snowman. I have, yeah. But with um, yeah. with uh, Mickey, not Mickey Rourke. Um, I'm blanking on it now, but yeah, that one. Go. Have you watched that this year? Uh, not this year. It's been it's been go probably two it. or three years since I've seen that one. It's actually hard to get through. Is it? Like it's it, it's I mean it's enjoyable, but I mean okay maybe not hard to get through, but it's the the voice acting isn't good. It's, gotcha. it's, it's, it's the, the, the villain is good, but everything else is pretty poor, but Rudolph, the red Nosed reindeer, like the voice acting in it is actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, it is. And I, what year was this made? I'm, I'm, it's gotta be <laughs> well, It's not quite that old, but so I, old. I feel like it's from the sixties or the seventies. This doesn't say on I'm pretty sure it's the sixties. It. Um, I'll, I'll do a fact check above our heads right now of what year this actually came out. But for being as old as it is, it holds up considerably well. Yeah. Like oh, absolutely. And, and most, absolutely. not all, but most of those Rankin bass cartoons or claymation movies hold up really well. And they're one of the few that when I put them in every single year, I get excited to watch the thing from when I was a kid. Like, not not all these Christmas movies on this list are like that for me, but... Right. That, that one for sure is. It's like, it's oh, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my
1: sleigh tonight? I'm really sorry. I just forgot I can't turn him off after I turn um, him God. on. <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: Oh, you must believe the numbers deceive. I will you <laughs> <laughs>
1: die. my magic, slave.
0: I am not your slave. Oh, thank God. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you can't turn it off.
0: So anyway, my number four is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! I'm so sorry. Um. All right. So my number four is Elf, and I don't know if you have this. Do you have the Steelbook? I do not have the Steelbook. I only own Elf on uh,
0: DVD. I don't even have a Blu-ray of
1: it. This is actually the uh, second movie I started watching this year, as far as Christmas movies go. um, the, I was gonna uh, put
0: that on my list, but I knew that was going on yours, so I just left it off mine. But it's definitely the, on my top five for sure.
1: This is—it uh, was actually between this and uh, a um, uh, a Muppet Christmas Carol. That's a great one.
0: Oh yeah. man, I didn't I've even watched, think about that.
1: I've watched that a one. Muppet- is
0: still, oh, that one's still packed
1: up for me. I definitely. Yeah, that's a great call, It's on call, Disney man. Plus. It is okay, cool. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Um, D- uh, in fact, even now I'm sitting here going, like, should I put that on here? But no, dude, Elf is one of those ones where I I, I quote it throughout the year. I know him.
0: <laughs> well, did you see recently that um, Zoe Deschanel and Will Ferrell got together on Zoom and did their uh, the the part where they sing? They just oh, did. They really? That was like last week or something. Yeah, you should definitely go look that up. It, I'll it, go check that it out. It warmed my
1: cold little heart. It was, he, it, it was, it was good. I liked it. He is. He is just. Th- this cover epitomizes everything about him in this movie.
0: Well, I've actually got that sitting he- here too because I love the face that he's got on this one too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just that stupid like I don't know what I'm doing yeah, kind exactly. of look. But no, dude, he he's amazing in this. The, the the whole cast in this is so good. But he is, a fun, oh, fun fact, the uh, elf at the beginning of the movie uh, with the glasses on is the kid from A Christmas Story.
0: Oh, yeah. We talked about that last episode, actually.
1: Uh, Did link, we?
0: Link down in the description.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> pluck, pluck, Sorry, pluck, I got to be that guy. Nobody else is going to do it. I got to be that guy. No, that's fair. That's fair. But, no, it's, it's one of those movies where, like, I, every time I watch it, I laugh so hard at that movie. And it's always in different spots. Yeah. But I just, like, like, like when he's walking through New York and he just, he finds the gum on the handrail. <laughs> it's like, dude, Santa just told you not to do that. That
0: that movie is full of awesome people too. Like it oh, yeah. is, it has got so many great people in it, and they're all like tiny little roles here, here and there. Peter but, Dinklage well, is yeah, so good, hilarious in that film. Like that was way before anybody really knew who he was, too. And, yeah,
1: and he ah, he's so funny in that movie. Um, good on him for being such a good sport about uh, that. Really, that just that whole scene. Well. I mean, he probably did audition for it. So, I'm sure he auditioned for it. I'm sure he got paid a very good amount of money yeah. to do it.
0: He um he's such a good actor too and to see him yeah. so many years before people really took him took him seriously, quote unquote. As um, Tyrion. Is, it's yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool. But yeah, Will Ferrell sure. just he carries that movie so well too. Oh. Like And Zoe Deschanel is as lovable as someone gets. Like, especially around that time, so many right. people were just in love with her is and not like cre- in a creepy way. I just mean as right, an, right, as right. an actress. Like an in, admiration kind yeah, of way. And and, and yeah. so she just she's perfect, butted up against him. I've I've heard rumors that they're gonna do a sequel to that movie, but I would really rather them not do that. They're both Yeah. I don't know how you would do it if you would do it with them or from with another
1: elf or Well Santa dies and he becomes Santa and she becomes Mrs. Claus.
0: But then that's just the Santa Claus.
1: Yep. Sure is. That's why they shouldn't do it.
0: So speaking of which, number 3 for me is going to be the Santa Claus.
1: Nice. Um, nice. That's a real that that's a yeah. childhood memory right there. Yes,
0: yes it is. Um I don't know if you remember but 2 or 3 years ago I had a really hard time tracking this Blu-ray down, and I do you remember that? And I was like trying to find it all over the place and could not find it. The following year, it was everywhere, um, and and I don't know what the deal with that was. But once I got it's my how I hands feel about on the this, Nightmare
1: Before Christmas steelbook, remember that sh- yeah, fiasco? I do re- yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. We spent that whole day tracking that down.
1: Yep, um, running around having Best Buy call the other Best Buy and then having yeah. So anyway, this movie, Tim Allen
0: specifically for me is one of those guys that I grew up watching on home improvement and I loved him and mm-hmm. he was just in so many cool things, specifically toy story growing up that he yeah. was, he was like a staple in my childhood. And right. so when this movie came out, I, I don't remember what year this came out. I, uh, 98, is that right? Anyway. I don't remember what year this came out, but um, it hit me just at the right time. I, I I think everything about this movie is perfect. It's it's also part of the um, uh, uh the set
1: design, dude. The costume design as well, dude. The, nor- the- Every Some of the scene makeup, in the north, like yeah. Do you you go you go and watch that movie, and especially all the scenes up at the North Pole. Like I'm just watching this, going like this is incredible like this is like these sets are extravagant there's people everywhere
0: well and and it's not just that it's it feels like um you know when when i when i say this i think you're going to understand what i'm talking about when movies used to feel like hook or this or something like something along those lines where where you can tell so much attention was paid to every single little piece that was going on in the background and the sets. No, Hook's a good
1: example of that. Hook's a
0: great example of that. Yeah. It's, this is one of those movies where it's just so well thought out. The idea is perfect. He accidentally kills Santa. He becomes the new Santa. It sort of explains how Santa has been able to live forever, basically. And it's just, it's a good, it's a solid idea. It's a good execution. The the camera work is, you know, it's a camera it's it's a camera that's pointed
1: at places, but but it's well, a Christmas yeah, it's movie, that, so that's not really the point. You know what I mean? So No, the scenes in the the scenes in Central Park are pretty good. Yeah. Um as far as, as far as uh, camera movement goes. And some uh, of the I effects say, though, where
0: he's like growing a beard and like gaining weight and stuff are very cool too. They still hold up really well.
1: I spend every viewing of that movie hating Charlie so much. He is the whiniest, brattiest little kid. It like I, I might be because I'm older now, but yes. I spend so much time empathizing or sympathizing, whichever one is better, with Tim Allen in this movie. Going when he like like when he's making fun of uh, when he's making fun of Neil all the time. I'm sitting here going like, yeah. If my kid came home for the holidays and did nothing but tell me how much better it is with Neil, I'd probably be doing the exact same
0: thing. <laughs> So, yeah, that's definitely you watching it based on your,
1: your own personal
0: experience. Now, that doesn't,
1: that doesn't taint the movie for me. I want to make right. that clear. That does not taint the movie. Right. It's just I relate to one character far more than I used to relate to the other that's, character. That's really funny, actually. <laughs> I just,
0: this is, again, one of those movies that I watched over and over. I spent a lot of time in front of the TV growing up and this every christmas was one of those movies that was you had to watch it i had the tape i watched it over yep. and over again bernard was like my dude you know what i mean like that it's just oh yeah it just brings it floods <laughs> oh, christmas so. memories back to me
1: yeah, no. Why? Well, it's because it's one of those ones that just it just made its mark. It's something that it's. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not that they like jammed it down your throat. It's like you wanted to watch it all the time because as a kid, it's all this like big bright colors and flashiness, and then you get older and you're like, oh, it all worked really well because they did really well in the production design, yeah. and this and that, blah blah blah. And, but, yeah, and Tim no, Allen is um, arguably
0: not the best actor in the world, but when. And, I, and we'll no, get back to this life. point later, but when, when an actor fits the role that they're in it and everything else around them is so insanely strong, it works. And that's right. exactly what the Santa Claus is. It's, he's not the best actor in Absolutely. the world. He's definitely capable, but because everything right. around him is so strong, it's just, it's a, it's just a great movie.
1: So. Okay, moving along to my number three. I chose "It's a Wonderful Life." That's a good one. Um, this this is um, I I don't like this movie. I adore <laughs> this movie. It's just it's so it, it's it's not just like a good Christmas movie. And like I I watch it with a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of confliction just because it is a very like without without polarizing anything it is a very religious movie yeah. but it cuz i don't know if you remember how it you know how it starts out and everything so so there yeah. is that but like it's just it's such a like i don't even care about that because it's such a good movie that just it it it, it hits me right in the feels for lack of a better for lack of a better phrase, it hits me right in the feels because it's it's definitely the most adult
0: movie on this list for sure. It,
1: I yeah, mean. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 true. It's the only adult one on my list, actually. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, but it's just the characters alone. I mean, you've got this guy. I do like the nostalgia because I do like the romantic idea of like the simplicity of like the 1950s or yeah. 40s or whatever. Like, like, like li- 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 in a romantic way. I'm I'm sure the reality of the 50s yeah. for a lot of people was probably not as great as it looks on camera. Yeah, but. <laughs> It's just, I mean, you've got the, you've got, you've got George and he's got all these big giant plans and he keeps sacrificing them for other people and sacrificing them for other people until eventually he's stuck in this situation he doesn't want to be in and he's not happy anymore. And I, I like the message of the movie being all of the fluff and all of the stuff isn't what matters. Like, I like that right? because that's, that, that's what Christmas is supposed to be about anyway. And so I really feel like the I feel like It's a Wonderful Life really encapsulates what the holiday is supposed to be about in general. Yeah, I think and you're right. And it's just yeah. I, I I did hear a theory that the whole movie is actually an allegory for uh, soldiers coming back from World War II, because they felt like they did like, like every, well, every little thing they did. They did all these little things that they didn't think mattered separately, but then it ended up impacting so many people, i.e. the entire world. And I've heard this more than once, that the whole movie is basically an allegory for soldiers coming back from World War II, which I think is pretty interesting. That is
0: interesting. I, I've never heard that. Um, I also, I, I gotta admit, this is not one of those movies I watch a lot. So it's been several years since I've seen it. Uh, I also don't own it though, so I know they recently put fair that on on 4K. I almost bought
1: it on yes. 4K, um, but but I didn't. They've, so they've also got a colorized version. Um, oh, I that's cool. I don't know if I don't know. Is it if that weird
0: pastel colorized version, like one of those?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but I I, pre- I just prefer black and white. To be fair, but that's, yeah, that's it's, um, it,
1: it's kind of like when I saw Night of the Living Dead in color. I yeah. was like, oh that's cool. I've, and then I was like, I like this more in black and I white. I completely agree. There are
0: I would I would argue for the most part, nine out of ten cases, I'd rather watch it in black and white. But
1: yeah,
0: you know, that's because that I, I'm a sucker for black and white movies. I really am. Um especially horror movies. That it just works really, really well. Oh so, totally. But no, that's that's a great that's a great pick. Um And I I honestly, like I said, I don't watch it that often, so I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but...
1: It's not not one of those ones I sit down and watch a lot, but it's one of those ones that it's never playing in the background. Yeah. Like, when... I put in It's a Wonderful Life. I sit down to watch it. Yeah. Because it's just like I said, I mean, do that 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 movie it, it is shot well. The cinematography in it is amazing. The lighting is amazing even though it's black and white. You still have you light for black and white like you would light for color. And back then they had to because yeah. it was the only medium. But I mean, do the, the 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 whole thing is amazing and the the, the story just the story is just awesome like it's just it's yeah. so it's so good i love it's a wonderful life
0: i'm gonna have to go see if i can track that down on a streaming service somewhere or something and watch that this year because you're making me you're making me want to relive that moment because i <laughs> yeah, i saw dude, that a it's... really long time ago for the first time and i did really enjoy it it's just for some reason it's not i think it's probably because i'm i, I was stunted around the age of like 13 but <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not one of those well, and I think that this are,
0: pops up in my head when I think of Christmas. So,
1: Well, I think this would be a good one for you to watch now, too, because you can actually watch it and appreciate the elements of yeah. the story that are really worth appreciating. Yeah,
0: yeah I think you're right. I'm definitely going to have to rewatch that again this year. Um, okay, so that moves us on to my number two. We already talked about this, so we'll keep this brief. But my number two is Home Alone. You know, I, I basically already said everything I have to say about it. It's a classic movie. I think this is one of the greatest Christmas movies ever made ever. And it's hard to argue with that. So that's, that's really t- all I have to say about
1: it. Can we talk about how it's never revealed how Kevin McAllister's dad can afford to fly all of those people to France?
0: Well, I don't actually think it's his dad. As far as I know, it's the guy that lives in France that's doing that. Everybody always says like what is, is Kevin's Is that what it is? What does Kevin's dad do? I don't think that's what it is. I'd have to like go pinpoint okay. this moment, but I always assumed anyway that it was the guy that lives in France was bringing everybody over. Um or okay. or everyone's an adult about it and everyone bought their own tickets on their own. Like that's that's the other option
1: there, I think. Well, not the uncle. Um the uncle did. The, the, the cheap uncle.
0: The cheap uncle. That's really
1: funny. And I, dude, I, I watched that. I've already watched it, of course. Fuller's and dad. I, Fuller's dad. <laughs> that's right. And every time I watch it now, and I, and he goes, "Look what you did, you little jerk!" All I'm sitting here is yeah. going, "I would smack someone if they got in my kid's face yeah, like even that." Even
0: even Kevin's parents look at him like, "Yeah, you little jerk."
1: Look. <laughs> like, no wonder he hates you people.
0: So I watched this a couple weeks ago and um, or about a week ago and I I thought the exact same thing that moment is really mean in hindsight mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and the fact he's that he's a terrible child and, and it's very it's so subtle in that scene where they throw Kevin's ticket away too that it's not something I noticed all of growing up until I was an adult right. and rewatched it again. I was like, "Oh, what a cool little ah." That's why. Okay, this all starts <laughs> to tie together really well once you really pay attention to it. Yeah, and there's a lot of really small things like that in this movie that just make it work. So that's Definitely. my number two, Home Alone. I, I again, one of the greatest Christmas movies ever made. So
1: hands down. Um, yep. My, my my next one is Jim Carrey's. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That's a great one. Yeah, this is, in my opinion, one of the greatest Christmas movies ever made. Um, It's also the movie that made him break his made his mind break. Because fun fact, they actually the, the suit was so uncomfortable they actually had to bring in a Navy Seal torture expert to talk him through stuff, because it was so unbearable to wear it for how long he had to wear it. And they shot this thing for eight months. Eight months they had to shoot this thing, him wearing that. And I think I read something, it took like four or five hours just to get him into makeup. Yeah. I mean- Which, no.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm kind of torn on stuff like that. It's like, they're paying you millions and millions and millions of dollars. Uh, deal. That's kind of yeah. how I feel
1: about that. Well, <laughs> and, I mean, he, he did he he hated the role, like being in the makeup and everything. But like most of his lines are actually improv,ed and yep. so you can tell he's like still getting into it. And so, but I mean, dude, the the costumes in this movie, I've never I, I will go out as far to say I have never seen better costumes in a Christmas movie than Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The, I mean, if you really see the who's like their costumes that they're wearing, it's, it, it's, I mean, the detail is. They built that whole little town
0: on the Universal back lot too, and a yep. lot of that is still there. Um, and you can actually see a lot of it on the Universal tours out in Hollywood. Oh, that's cool. Um, I'm not sure, I don't know if they brought any of it out to Florida or not, but yeah, you can still see some of it. And from what I understand, a lot of it stayed in California because a lot of it is made of styrofoam. So. Um, there's not as much rain out in California, so they just let right. it sit out there. And when it's gone, it's gone. I imagine. I, I, I huh. that's probably why it's just sitting there because they Riding don't want to destroy it, moving it. So, right. But yeah, that that whole movie they built all of that stuff in Hoover. Yeah, that so
1: that I knew. That's why I mean the, the budget on this thing was like a, yeah, absolute it's insane, insane. It was like 150 million was the I budget think, on this thing.
0: Well, I also think that. Um, that's one of those movies that you can rewatch over and over again and notice something new because of it.
1: Every and, single time. And it's,
0: you're <laughs> Are right you though. Jim you
1: still living?
0: <laughs> Jim Carrey kills it in that movie. Um, oh, he's so good. It took me a couple years to really enjoy it. I think I didn't, that's not one of those movies I love like right off the bat when I saw it because growing up I was watching the animated version of it and I was so used to that, that when I yeah. saw the Jim Carrey thing, I was like kind of. I don't want to say taken aback or whatever but it just confused me Reluctant. a little bit yeah so but as I've watched it more and more as I've gotten older I, I love that movie it's fantastic
1: it's, he is just no one else could have done that no no one else could have done what he did with that role and he is just the the whole movie is just full of little my favorite part of that movie is Betty hi <laughs> Well, good night, Betty. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, again, like I said, the, the, the cast is amazing. I mean, yeah. Ron Howard directed it. He's one of the best directors ever. I mean, you just, you, when you've got that, when you've got everything, it's clearly a good, good example of what happens when everything comes together because you put the time and effort and, let's be yeah. honest, money into making it work.
0: Yeah. I think you're right. I, I, I don't actually think I own that. And now that I'm thinking about it, that seems insane.
1: Yes, you should. Th- yeah. This is when you should I, do, I, I should definitely this, own that. This is actually the movie when Brittany knew it was time to watch Christmas movies. That was <laughs> that because she came from home from work one day and it was playing on the, in the living room and she went, Oh God.
0: <laughs> well, that's a great number two. Okay. So that leads us around to our, our number one picks. <sighs> I guarantee you already know what I'm going to pick here.
1: Wait, 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 let me, uh, give me a clue. Give me a clue. Like, um, coffee on cop. Is it, does does it maybe have a a certain Austrian (laughs) actor? Sure does. My number one pick is going to be Jingle All the Way. I, dude, I will never understand. It's good. I will never understand your obsession with this movie. So
0: when we're talking about films I watched over and over again, every single one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's movies growing up was on constant repeat for me. I was like growing up a humongous fan of his. And when this movie came out, I was the exact right age. I was given a Turbo Man on Christmas when oh, this movie okay. came out. This I saw it in theaters. It's, yes, it, this is a very personal. I have a lot of memories attached to this movie. This is okay. arguably not a very good movie. Arguably. It's got some amazing people in it. Arnold Schwarzenegger is fantastic in it. Phil Hartman is phenomenal in it. He's, yeah. He is so oh, funny I in miss this Phil movie. Hartman. Yeah, Sinbad is hilarious in this movie. It it just works on a lot of different levels for me. I think it's really, really funny. I'm not the pervert. I was just trying to get the Turbo Man doll. Like, there are so many little one-liners in this. Get the mailman! Like, I I could do that all day long with this movie and never run out of awesome lines, so...
1: It's only an hour and a half long. You'd run out eventually.
0: I Well, I don't know, man. I... There's just something about it. I know you've yeah. watched this and you just don't get it. I own
1: it. Do you? I own it. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not that I... It's not that... Excuse me. It's not that I don't get liking Jingle All The Way. I don't get <laughs> loving Jingle All The Way. Yeah. I, I don't think this would
0: make very many people's like top number one Christmas movie lists. You
1: there's know, some guy um, through, just threw through his popcorn like, what a mean jingle all the way.
0: <laughs> I just, um, I think it works on every level. I think it's hysterical, even as an adult. And I have a ton of memories attached to it. And this will forever be
1: my ultimate
0: Christmas movie, forever and ever.
1: I mean, everybody's got one. At least yours is uh, unique. I guess. I, I was recently
0: on um, somebody else's, like top 10 Christmas movie videos. And in the comments, somebody brought this up and I left a comment there. They were saying like, I can't be the only one that loves jingle all the way. And I left a comment. It got a ton of upvotes because of the ridiculous amount of joy that I was spewing about this movie. And it made me realize, I think there's a lot more people that love this movie than I perhaps thought there were.
1: Absolutely. Because,
0: this is such a specific moment in time. You couldn't make this movie now and it would be this great loved. I just don't think that would be possible. No. Um, but you put Arnold Schwarzenegger, Phil Hartman, and Sinbad in here and it just, it I don't know, man. It's just hilarious and it works and will forever be my favorite Christmas movie. So
1: I will say, I think I like Phil Hartman in it more than Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: Yeah, like, he's, he's definitely just, the highlight of the movie, for sure.
1: It's just so sleazy. Yeah. And he, oh, God, that moment I where he gets,
0: Where he gets hit with the thermos full of eggnog, and he comes up, and his
1: glasses are all askew. It's just like...
0: Yeah, it's so funny. So good. Uh, so, all right, that's my well, number one.
1: My number one, I don't have on i actually have it on vhs but uh ironically it's actually sitting in the vcr right now um i watched it today um so i'm going to share the fact because i don't i just don't remember we're not going to get into it i just don't know if many people know that this exists
0: i'm trying to think of what your top movie would be and i don't know oh of course right 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 this so is,
1: now now for now. our audio
0: listeners, you're gonna have to say it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um This is what I'm holding in my hand is a Christmas story, too And I'm only holding this in my hand because I don't know if anyone else even knows this exists I because I didn't I didn't know this existed until one of my fiance's co-workers gifted this to me, because they were like, hey, you like to watch bad movies. Um, I've not watched it yet. In fact, it's actually in plastic wrap that's in this plastic wrap. It's still sealed. Um, What year is it from? This is from,
0: now, Christmas Story 2. His, with all that we should said, clarify his favorite christmas movie his yes, number one is a
1: christmas story my number one is a christmas story yeah and my number one and, and well i'm trying to do two things at once here so this uh <laughs> this is 2012. so this came out six oh. years ago yeah came out six years ago um i bet it's the, awful i bet it's so it's, bad it's, I, I I don't know yet I'll find out this year um, after a lot of eggnog I'll, I'll watch a Christmas story too after a lot of eggnog but a Christmas story is the Christmas movie for me yeah it's it's the Christmas movie for me and I don't think there is any better line in any Christmas movie nor better delivery than you used up all the clue on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard you. have heard
0: you say that before, <laughs> just in random conversations, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And you were like, "Christmas movie." I was like, "Oh,
1: right. Yeah. Okay. What a what, wait, weird call out. Okay. All right. That yeah. When she when she breaks, or when the when the leg lamp breaks, just that whole the, the parents in this movie are so good. The mom and yeah, the dad are. just take the cake in this movie but it's just that one line is enough for me to just love this movie but just the it's it's one of those movies that for me when i was a kid was playing all the time and what uh my parent or what my family and i would do is after thanksgiving dinner we would put on a christmas story and we would set up the tree that was the tradition. We put on a Christmas story. A Christmas story was part of that tradition. And yeah. so this movie encompasses Christmas for me. And again, it's that kind of romantic 1950s, 1960s yeah. rural community type yeah. thing, which I think that alone is a Christmas vibe in of itself. But Well, this is so we talk we we talked about this a little
0: bit, I think, last episode. Um, this is one of those movies that was, um, it, I mean, it has a 24 hour marathon on TBS every year. It did. I don't know if it still does cause I haven't had cable in 15 years or something, but, um, it's cause you're a person. Yeah, exactly. But this is every single year they would run that 24 hour marathon and I would end up yep. watching it two or three times. And oh, yeah. it was just always in the background on Christmas. And I completely agree, man. I think this is, maybe the most classic Christmas movie of all time.
1: I would say so. I think so. I I just, I, I, I it's, it's like home alone. I've never met anybody that doesn't like a Christmas yeah, story. I think you're right. Never yeah. met him. Nope. And it's just because it's, it's just one of those movies that just, I don't know. There's something about it now there, you know, there is the Chinese buffet restaurant scene where you start going. I mean, like,
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there is definitely some racial stuff in there that but, is not okay.
1: But even the, even that like when they're doing like like what he like with the duck, where he's like, it's like it's it's smiling at me. And It's just and he just cuts a head off right there on the table. It's just it's one of those movies that's just like ingrained into my brain. Yeah. I And so like I said I have I just, a lot I,
0: of the same memories attached to that. It's so weird. I I I would be it would be interesting to see how many Americans are like that just because of the 24 hour marathon on TBS, Right. just because of that alone. I think so many people grew up with this movie that never would have seen it in a million years because it's just, it's an older movie. I don't remember what year that was actually made. Um,
1: It was made in like the eighties. Is that?
0: Yeah. I want to, that's kind of, I'm thinking mid to late eighties, somewhere in there. Yeah, Um, but I just I think a lot of people would have never have seen this had it not been for that marathon, and it just would be interesting to see how many people feel the exact same way about that movie because of that.
1: We're gonna watch it when we're done here.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, that was our um, top five Christmas movies
1: each. I do want to say I have an unmentionable. I have an unmentionable. or unmentionable. uh, Not unmentionable. That is not the right word at all. Say put Um, put your underwear away. uh, (laughs) Ah.
0: Unmentionables. Jokes above. on you. It's lingerie.
1: Anyway, uh, no. It's um. Uh, what's what's the phrase I'm looking for? Where you mentioned something that didn't make it on the list. Anyway, that's honorable what I'm mention. doing. Honorable mention. My honorable mention is Die Hard. It's so, die, It's a Christmas movie. I don't know. I've never seen it.
0: Wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. Never seen it. What What do you mean you? You've never seen Die Hard. I have not. It is on my list you of movies it? to review. I, I will say that. It is on my list it? of movies to review. I do not. But I, I can. It's not that hard to own a movie. So I will track that <sighs> down eventually and, and own said movie. Um, and I will do a review on it eventually. It is it's fantastic. The same reason I didn't, I didn't watch Rambo until like last month or two months ago or whatever. Um, is the same reason I haven't watched Die hard. I just was not Dude, into action movies that did not have Arnold Schwarzenegger in them. That's fair, so,
1: but Die Hard is actually like a good movie. Like it's written right. really well. I've heard good and things it was, about it.
0: It's it was and,
1: actually around that whole era of Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, and that's why yeah. it was so big because it was like this yeah. everyman superhero type of thing. Well, is he's just it's a cop been, from New York. Yeah, it's been
0: on my list um, for a really long time. I just it's just not something I've gotten around to. So, um, one honorable mention for me is I, I, I will point out I'm wearing the shirt. Better watch out, and I actually have it sitting right here because I'm going to watch it
1: soon. Uh, you tainted the sanctity of the episode.
0: This is I know I'm sorry. I, I wasn't gonna bring up horror movies, but I think Better Watch Out is one of the better. Christmas horror movies that have come out in a really long time. Um, is that a recent one? It is. I I think this is from 2018, uh, maybe 2016. It's, it's within the last five years. Um, Okay. It is, it is really fun. It's like a home invasion type Christmas movie. Um, it's, it's got some really cool moments in it. And I, I, that is a fun, fun movie. Other than that, the only other movie I'll bring up that is another horror movie is the original Black Christmas. That is the ultimate Christmas horror movie for me. I think it is... I've heard good things about the new one. uh, No, we're not even going to talk about that because I I will lose my mind. But the um, Black Christmas is arguably, outside of maybe Scream, my favorite horror movie ever. And... I Scream think it, is
1: your favorite horror movie ever.
0: Yeah. Uh, only because Scream. It, yeah. Only the because West Craven one. I don't want to I don't want to get into a whole thing here. Okay, we can, we can talk about that on maybe we'll do a top oh, five horror Oh, we're gonna talk movies. about that once
1: the cameras turn off. Well, maybe, maybe we, we can do a top thing. five
0: horror movies uh one of these days, this kind of the okay. same way we just did here. Sure. Um, but Scream Scream for me just hit me at the right time in my life and made me realize that there is a culture of people that like horror movies and made it like a thing in my head. So that's, that's why, but art arguably right next to that is black Christmas. And it just, Interesting. Okay. it's Christmas from the seventies, which is for you, what the fifties are in Christmas movies is the seventies yeah. to me. And okay. it's, it just hits me right in the feels, and you get this strong seventies Christmas vibe from it. And I love it. So
1: God, we're old.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we really are. We're Yeah.
1: 34 going on 60.
0: Well, I mean, I was never, I was never fun, popular young kid anyway. I was always kind of like, you darn kids, get off my lawn. (laughs) Get off my
1: half pipe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. um, I think we were going to do, we were going to do a full review on another movie that I guess we'll sit down after this to record. So we'll put that Uh on a whole nother episode we're going to do a full review on that. I did not realize we've been talking for almost an hour 20 now. So this is your
1: fault for bringing up Christmas with me. I
0: know. I know. And I knew that we could do some time with five movies. I, I didn't think it would take more than 45 minutes. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised that we we talked for less than a half an hour and a half on well, this. Well, you know, when you get but,
1: two guys together that love to hear themselves talk, and yeah. then you get them together, it's like, you
0: know. So... I think we're going to go ahead and call this episode there. Maybe we'll do another short mini episode with the main review or something like that. I just think we're definitely going to do like 45 minutes on that main review. Easily pushing, pushing this episode into two hours just doesn't seem like a good idea. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. So we're going to go ahead and call it there. If you like this, thank you so much for getting to the end of this. We really appreciate it. Hit the subscribe button if you really like this. And the subscribe if you really, really liked it, as we've got a lot more content like this on the way. We do do these podcasts whenever we can get together. It's usually <laughs> once every couple weeks at least. Um, and My you know, schedule
1: got busy out of nowhere. I, I genuinely yeah, don't know what happened.
0: Well, that's okay because we're not on a schedule with this. And that's kind of the no. cool part about this is we just kind of get together whenever we have time to do it. And um, – it's just a good, fun hangout. Talk about movies and stuff. So indeed, um, if you if you did really like this, I will also link the um, playlist to all of the From the Deep episodes down below in the description, and you can make your way through those. We've been doing these for six or seven months at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we, there's a lot of really good content in some of those episodes, so they're definitely worth checking out. So. If you We're like funny. this, funny. It's
1: funny. It is.
0: It's hilarious. We're <laughs> funny. Please watch us. Pay attention to us. <laughs> um, so, if you like this, make sure you go check out Brett's channel. He also does movie reviews, kind of the same way that I do. And um, thanks for watching.
1: I guess watch that's... the later ones. They've, they've they've calmed down. I've gotten older. They've watched the later ones. <laughs> his his
0: channel can be found down in the description as well. So, thank you guys so much for watching this. I'm Mike the Finder with Mimsy Park. This has been from the deep. See you. I'll do my spirit fingers. <laughs> <laughs>